0: To make things like this easier. I'm reading. And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing?
1: Have fun together. Did I do good, Daddy?
0: <laughs> yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thank you for joining us. If you have a chance, do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. I would Greatly appreciate it. We are continuing with our whole theme this month, which is writing, and we're trying to tackle writing, understand the various problems and and issues, and and today we're going to be talking about the encouraging writing. And we had Jeannie on last week to kind of kick off this month. Yeah, she gave gr-
1: some great advice,
0: wonderful advice, and she had s- some really cool cool ideas in there. Today we're going to be talking on going deeper into that, and we understand yeah. that motivation and encouragement around writing is, is challenging. And and we, we know that that is kind of the, uh, very often the sticking point mm-hmm. with a lot of us is, oh yeah, that's great, yeah. My kid, I wanna teach them how to read, and that sounds great, Matt and Ariel. Um, But uh, they don't want to write. Yeah, they don't want to (laughs) write. They don't want to do it. And And,
1: and, we we struggle with this too. So what we wanted to focus on, Jeannie gave us just a great foundation Mm -hmm. about how to think about writing. And what we wanted to do today was give lots of examples of some common problems that you might have and some ideas that we have that you might want to try. Every child is different. Every problem is different. Um, But we wanted to give you lots of ideas in case you hit some stumbling blocks as you're trying to get... Your, you know, young writers started or, you know, if you've got a middle school or even a high school writer out there, you know, this is I think a lot of these are generally applicable Mm -hmm. and just, you know, give you some some different ideas.
0: So before we get into some of the ideas to encourage it, let's talk about some problems that, you know, we may run into. Um, First one being lack of interest. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest ones that we see. Right.
1: Yeah. I think this is most of it. Like write, writing is tedious. This oh, yeah. is not fun. I don't want to do this. It's, it's not, boring. It's not
0: enjoyable. You're asking me to write about, you know. It's hard, right? P- paint drying. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And I think this is true no matter where the kid is. I mean, whether you're in, you know, elementary in a public school, you're in college, whatever it might be. There's right. always this lack of interest where. Oh, I've got to write a five-page paper on blah blah blah, or I got I'm to write like, two thousand words. So like, I don't oh, want to I don't do I mean, anyway, so we've all been there. Like, we we all know, right?
1: When push comes to shove, you have to do it. But what we're trying to do, especially since we're homeschooling, doing things differently, is trying to make sure that they do have interest in writing, that they do <sighs> want to do it. We we aren't draconian, pushing it down on them. Thou must write. Um, so I can, you can really see how like this lack of interest is something that in school, they really don't have to overcome. They just say, do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and at home, we might want to take some different approaches.
0: Absolutely. Um, next thing is maybe some anxiety around writing. You know, they yeah. feel some pressure. Our um, daughter has this. Yes.
1: She has this pressure to write perfectly and she feels a lot of anxiety about that. She feels like, you know, she, you know, she's worried about what we're going to think about her writing yeah, and like there's she's a, not there's a willing judgment, to do it.
0: There's a judgment element. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be upset. Like today she wrote a um, a really cute note for, for you. And yeah. then she wrote one for her sister as well. And they gave it to us like, I love you, mommy and daddy. You're so amazing. That's right. Guys, we were gushing today <laughs> over three by five index cards. But...
1: And, and you can see when she hands us that yeah. she has like this hesitation moment yep. and I'm looking at it and there's all kinds of spelling mistakes, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> the and grammar's pretty decent. It's not terrible, yeah. but there's all kinds of mistakes in it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, thank you so much. You sp- been a lot of time working on this. I can tell. Can just it means a lot for yeah. me, to me. And she just beamed, right? She's yeah. just now in second grade. We'll work on the spelling. It's okay. <laughs> but but there, that anxiety, it was right there as she was handing it over. Like, what are they going to say?
0: Yeah. The perfection element too is a big problem. And I think that scales all the way through or all of our lives, right? That's the imposter syndrome. Um, You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know authors left, right, and center, um, that are terrified to hit the publish button right um, they don't
1: want anyone to read their work
0: they're afraid that somebody's not going to like it you know that's true about anything i'm reading pulitzer prize winning uh biography right now and there are one-star reviews on that people don't like it right you know, it's just like, I'm
1: like it won the pulitzer
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know that writing anxiety i think it's always going to be there and we should always uh, be aware of it and i and I, I don't think it ever goes away it's just you manage it better Um, I know there are, you know, big time authors who are still terrified when they have to start doing those press tours for that new book, because there's always that opportunity, you know, the possibility that nobody's going to like it.
1: Well, I I think that that's that way with any creative professional, right? I mean, that's something we always worry about is that somebody is going to absolutely hate something that we've done, you Mm -hmm. know, you put your heart into something, and especially when you write, and you know, you write books, and the countless hours you spend writing them, and then you're like, is my wife going to hate this? Um, and it's almost always. Is no, she, she going to have nightmares from this? She, she, um, she always,
0: usually. She always loves them, except she doesn't want to read them anymore.
1: Right. But, you, you know, you spend so much time, you put your heart into something and then you it's hard to get that criticism and, mm-hmm. and feedback. So it's Absolutely. totally understandable.
0: Um, another problem that we see maybe with the younger readers. Um, is that they kind of have I mean younger writers is that kind of have a limited vocabulary right yeah right. they don't
1: know how to fully express themselves because they're just they can't find the right words or maybe they have the they the can spell and, the right yeah, words they, they have
0: them in their head and they just don't know how to get them down onto the page and I I, I totally understand that I, I see my daughter when she tries to write a sentence say in the explode the code and she's trying to write it and she knows she, she says the sentence I'm like yeah that's a great sentence mm-hmm. you go ahead and try to write it she goes I don't know how to say that word. I don't know how to spell that word. And, right. And she'll immediately try to dumb it down. I'm like, no, 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 no. give it a try. It's okay. It's all right. You know? Yeah.
1: I think spelling and grammar are huge pieces, huge right? Pieces. They go with this. It's the vocab to express themselves fully. And then how do I spell it? Do I have my punctuation? Or, yeah, right. that? you know, a lot of times with grammar, the kids can, they'll they'll write it down and then they'll say... I know that's not right because they can hear that the yeah. grammar is wrong but they don't know why and then they're just frustrated and unhappy with their writing.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um next part is sometimes with the writing comes the issue of handwriting. Um and the right. and the skill and, and it's it's really, you know, it's hard to understand how how difficult and how fine handwriting is like to mm-hmm. write out words and and to write quickly and then and to write quickly legibly. <laughs> right. Sometimes <laughs> you know.
1: it takes forever by the time our daughter finishes a few words she's like I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah. Right. It's it, that's the same way you get into with early readers when they just exactly. they're, they're just sounding out every letter. They sound out like three words and then they get to the end of the sentence and they don't even mean. know what they read. I don't know what I read. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with, with handwriting. It takes a lot of stamina to get used to using your pen and making it do what you want it to do and not getting hand cramps and things. Yeah, it's
0: kind of funny with the handwriting. It's 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 kind of a skill where you, you you're going to go at a certain speed. So it's legible and that's always going to be slower than what you're thinking. And then you have to learn this weird skill of writing as if like it's been you're buffering words mm-hmm. in, but you're thinking ahead. And so you're just buffering words like you, like it's an MP3 player it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. buffering out to a, a Bluetooth headphones or something, you know, it's your mind is working faster than your hand right. and it's hard to get comfortable with that and allow that, that process to happen. Cause I remember we used to write in the composition books for mm-hmm. history class or whatever it might be and writing those you know those essays you're you're thinking faster than you're writing and and to be comfortable with that i think is is a, a big time skill to learn
1: well it's true and and i think for kids with their stamina you know, they've got these big ideas, big yeah. stories they want to tell. Then they get started writing them, and like, oh man, this is hard. This is really now harsh. they're going to try to edit themselves down. I remember um, with our daughter, she was writing pen pal letters to a couple of pen pals overseas. Oh, yeah. And she regretted she, writing those long oh, letters. <laughs> yeah. She told me what she wanted to say. And I went ahead and typed it onto Google Docs, nice and big for her on the computer screen. And she's like, okay, hi. So I did in the summer, she's writing this. And I'm, I'm like, okay, you might want to be more concise she's like no no i gotta tell her about this i gotta tell her about this but at the end of it it was like two pages of typed that i mean big big old letters not we're right. not talking about crazy um but i said okay now it's time for you just to, to go ahead and write that to your pen pal and she was like oh can
0: i just hit print I remember she was she, was she was really the, bummed when she was at the end of the second one she was like i am never writing another long letter ever again either. yeah
1: she she was and i i felt bad because i I wanted her to get the, the practice of writing and writing to her pen pal, and they had written to her, so I didn't want to type a letter back, you know, I really wanted her to write. And, and she did fine with it, but she definitely, I could see where she really would have said more if it weren't for the, the handwriting stamina.
0: Exactly. Um, next thing is organization and structure. You know, it can be daunting to kind of organize your thoughts in a coherent manner. You know, I know with like my daughter, when we're doing, if you're following us on YouTube, Uh, With our ancient history um, study with Build Your Library, we're talking a lot about doing writing prompts with our daughter to kind of get her mind thinking about what was life or tell a story in a set in that time for, you know, using everything that she's learned for the week and then really engaging with that material. Mm -hmm. Um, I see when she's writing the stories, when she's dictating the stories to me, they are very like one sentence and then she thinks. Okay, then I'm going to write this sentence and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think she has the the entire story in her head, and and you know, bringing together and organizing those thoughts can be very difficult, especially for early writer.
1: Well, you know, I think at the early stage, she's not quite sure. They're not quite sure what they want to say,
0: and they may not even know what they're supposed to do. Like they're maybe confused, right. Where like, am I supposed to go what, with this? Like what? What are my? You know, they may be looking at us and saying. What are my parents expecting me to do here?
1: And for those older students where you're saying, hey, write a a three paragraph, you know, uh, essay on this thing or something and give it a Mm. beginning, middle, end or whatever. They may be really struggling with how to take all the thoughts that they have and figure out how to organize those. And that's something that they're going (coughs) to need to know as they get older through you know high school classes and college classes is how to take ideas and organize organize those into a logical flow or to meet the expectations of a professor. So yeah. that type of organization can be really daunting. They're like, "Okay, well, I know a lot about this topic, but I'm not sure how to how to organize it."
0: Yeah. And especially if you're engaging ideas with other people doing that organization and thought flow on on the fly in real time is very challenging Mm -hmm. and you know that's more of an advanced skill but that's kind of what we're working towards i mean think of it in in the sense of okay we've got a two you know second grader right now but you know hopefully maybe one day she's working for an engineering company and her boss comes in and says you know what's the status on this project and she can't just say uh work week 32 you know it's yeah. like no she needs to make a coherent plan and, right. and talk she about may what's need to happening. Write a report. and these are things you know organizing these thoughts and and putting them together in a thoughtful manner that makes sense that is concise that gets the point across to mm-hmm. to whoever you know those are skills they eventually need to have in the in their professional lives um in order to be clear and and you know and and thoughtful and everything so obviously we're working towards that but you know those skills are hard to do and that, and that can be a lot of cha- that can be a lot of challenge at at the beginning there um um next one we're talking about a short attention span you know obviously you know, their their daddy watches a lot of YouTube shorts, you know, <laughs> aka the TikToks. And, you know, I got the short attention span. I got well, that problem.
1: I think it's just really challenging to, to focus for extended periods, especially for the younger ones. And anyone who has a special learning needs, yeah. you know, you're asking them to sit down and write something, especially if they're handwriting it or even if they're typing it. It could be a lot of time that they need to spend and focus on something, which can be a real challenge to get them to kind of sit there and you know, give it their attention for that long.
0: Or, you know, a lot of times with our young learners at this age, they tend to do something and then they complete it, right? It's very often we're doing tasks that are something that's completed within the 20 or 30 minute period, an art activity that's completed and finished. Very rarely are we asking them to come back to something. And, And sometimes with writing, we need to come back to it. We need mm-hmm. to do editing, or we need to stop, and and we need to go back and do some more research, and maybe come back tomorrow and continue writing. It's very rare do we actually have, you know, projects that we are returning to over and over again that we are massaging and 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 reforming and, and yeah. working on. And I'm not saying like, oh yeah, you know, my second grader is going to you know reform a small paragraph or anything like that. But if we're thinking forward towards you know 6th or 7th grade 8th grade they're going to have to return to their their work over right. and over again it's not something you're just going to do in one sitting
1: right and while uh you know uh, spelling errors don't matter in yeah. a nice you know uh love love note to mom or dad you know like our daughter handed me earlier today it certainly does matter when we're doing, you know, explode the code and she's supposed to write a sentence. If it's spelled mm-hmm. incorrectly, I'll ask her to go ahead and erase that and then write it correctly. And she's like, Ugh. oh, I know, you know, like the, the resist- moment you ask her to get out the eraser, just
0: one word. Yeah.
1: Right. And, 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 sometimes you'll even write part of the sentence and she'll just have to fill in a couple of the vocab words, yeah. right. For spelling. And it's like, okay, you, you do need to actually spell those, right. It is a spelling curriculum. <laughs> so we got to hold to some, some standard, but I think that the, one it's extra effort right when they already put effort out into it the other thing is that they're really resistant to any kind of feedback and and they don't see the value in revising and that's i think that that the the feedback and revision part probably at this age they just don't want to do extra work but when they're older it's really because they've put a lot of effort and their own thoughts and feelings into what mm-hmm. they wrote and they're very sensitive about receiving they, any kind of critical feedback. They have skin in the game at that point. Right, even if it's constructive feedback, I think it's really difficult for, um, it's difficult for people in general. Yes. I, I mean, this happens at work all the time where people can't take constructive feedback. So, I mean, it's a tough skill to learn, but I think it's a great life skill that our kids need to cultivate. And seeing that, hey, through constructive feedback... This right work of writing gets better. So showing them that there is value to that, because when they don't see that there's any value, then they're like, oh, you're just making me redo this for no reason. Yeah. And that's that can be really demotivating.
0: Well, that goes right into the next one where there is a lack of motivation, where they don't see the importance of writing. Like if they if they see the editing process being like, "I, I don't see any purpose in this. They may not even see any purpose in the act of writing. Well, right. Why? why? I could just tell you. Yeah. Or... You
1: know that I know this. We had a whole conversation about this topic that we're learning yeah. about. Why do I have to write it down? <laughs> the next issue definitely can be the performance pressure. So mm-hmm. it's having really high expectations from themselves or from from parents, right? Sometimes we might have expectations that are too high yeah. for them, especially as they get older. And you know, you know that your, your child has a lot to say and they can be really articulate. And then you want them to just kind of get that down, record that, whether you're typing or writing it, um, out with handwriting, you know, you have expectations of them and they feel that pressure. So, and they, they feel the pressure themselves. Maybe it's not pressure to be perfect necessarily, but they still feel like, I think that this adds to that writer's block, right? That indecision. I'm not sure what to write next. And I think part of that comes from that pressure. One of the things Jeannie talked about was that free writing so that yeah. they wouldn't feel that. Um, so I think pressure definitely is, you know, kind of part of this. Well,
0: and going with that pressure, I know I, f- I fall into it as the educator a lot of times where I, I don't understand how, you know, it, it seems easy to me and I'm an older, you know, adult sure. and stuff. And, and I just forget how much time I had to spend learning mm-hmm. all these skills. And I, I think I lose a little of that perspective because I just go, oh, this is easy. This is simple. Right,
1: And I, I don't remember how much I didn't yeah, enjoy I, this I when I was in elementary yeah, school. I don't
0: remember the 10 years of of composition work that got me to the point of being able to write a college essay. Yeah. Right. Like, I just forgot about that. And I just see like now I'm like, yeah, I could write two pages of no big deal. But it's like, I'm 40. You know, it's yeah. Like, yeah. I, I forget about this is like, you know, well. Why don't you get this math stuff and be like, well, not everybody went and got a physics degree, young man, you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's, hard, it's it's hard hard to put ourselves back in in
1: their shoes. And that can sometimes be difficult with reading too, you know, where we have a, have a difficult time understanding, you know, where they're at. So, so these are some common problems that, you know, we've identified that you might experience with your learners. So keep an eye out for these. Um, But we have some suggestions for you, which hopefully can help you address some of these Uh, The first one, and most importantly, is to try to make writing fun. Now, no one is saying that that, you know, essay that they need to write for upper level high school English is going to be fun. But as much as we can, especially, you know, giving them this good foundation through elementary school, Mm -hmm. try to incorporate enjoyable writing activities. You know, this is like storytelling, making comics or graphic novels, writing about their interests. Maybe they want to make up their whole world for D&D and their whole yeah. storylines. Maybe they really want to do like a diary or a journal. You know, that could be every day. They could do daily gratitudes. They could do writing with a photo album. Like I just made that photo album for mm-hmm. our trip to Ireland and I, I wrote every day what we did and then had pictures.
0: You know, fun, like fun writing prompts. Like if you get some, you know, ideas. that so we, we talked a little, we had our AI episode. And... Right,
1: they can come up with some super cool... Maybe something funny, you know, that makes them laugh. Yeah. You know, what some silly topic that you could have the AI write. You know, that we talked about having a pen pal. Like yeah. our daughter has a couple of pen pals. That's a, a really fun way to write, uh, as long as they don't <laughs> write letters that are too long. Um, the other cool idea is writing letters to like their heroes or people that they look up to. Uh, there was a really fun activity one time. I think maybe this was for your thirtieth birthday. You're a really huge Red Wings fan, and so. <laughs> I went to the card shop and I got all of these Red Wings cards for the different players and I wrote a letter handwritten letter to each player and said that my husband is the biggest fan and he's turning 30 and if you could sign this card it would really mean a lot to him. Now I was just you know like an adult. I I didn't hold a lot of sway and we still got like six of them back. So kids can do really well and all you do is write the letter with the card in In, it or whatever.
0: Self-addressed on me a little back.
1: Yeah put a little a, like a small self-addressed envelope back with a stamp on it and then put that all in a larger envelope and just mail it to the stadium mm-hmm. so i just mailed it to to joe Louis arena and you know lo and behold now it took like a year but we got we got cards back in the mail that were signed from these players yeah. and and it was really and you were so surprised on your birthday that I had like all of these signed cards and this whole story. So if your kids have somebody that they really look up to, mm-hmm. you know, write letters to them, ask them to sign something for them, a picture or whatever it is. It's a really fun activity. And you know, we had a really good time with it.
0: Also, another fun thing to do is, is the idea of fan fiction. Oh yeah, um, that's great. It's such a great thing because they're engaging with their literature and they can build off their favorite, you know, whatever it might be. They can even build off fan fiction not just for books, but also maybe a favorite movie. Maybe there was a movie that they loved. Oh sure. You know, a Star Wars movie or something like that, and they wanted to write a small side quest for Luke or what something. What happens
1: like that. in the the next edition of the Disney movie? You know, what should Frozen 3 be about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Have them write anything. If it interests them, at this point there's like no there's no bad writing. Yep. If it's something that they're interested in, then go for it. It could be a nature journal. They could be, maybe they want to do something like writing poetry or something. Mm-hmm. But even if it's something just totally fun like comics, you know, go for it. Make writing fun.
0: Absolutely. And and kind of blended with a lot of those ideas is providing choice and allowing your your writer, your learner to write what they want and and get mm-hmm. into that space of, You know, opening the doors and we know sometimes like if you just give them the open door, they don't know where to go. And so maybe you can provide them some ideas and then Mm -hmm. once they get comfortable enough and you can then say, hey, write what you want. They go, oh, yeah, I want to write my Minecraft story or I want to I uh, I want to write a choose your own
1: adventure. I
0: love Polly Pockets and Polly Pockets stories are the best and (laughs) all this type of stuff. Right. Whatever it might be. Let them do what they want to do and, and go with them and and mm-hmm. almost treat it like almost unschooly in some respects. Yeah, You know, whatever they like to do and then meet them where they're going and, you know, kind of like they're going on a jog and you're running with them and then feed them some other ideas and and help them maybe generate different types of content or whatever it might be. It doesn't always have to be a short story. Um, sometimes it could be a haiku about your favorite <laughs> player or whatever, whatever it might be. Really engage them and and where they are where their interests are
1: right and this is not to say that if your curriculum calls out that they need to do some copy work or that mm-hmm. they should write a small answer to something that they shouldn't do those things right I mean yeah. do those do those things you know that you want to do for your curriculum but make sure that there's enough fun writing in there enough open ended writing without expectations that they can just develop uh, a love for getting their ideas out. Uh, I have a friend who was kind of processing some difficult things. She went through a miscarriage, and Mm -hmm, then she mm -hmm. was thinking about leaving her job. And she just needed to process a lot of emotions. And no matter how much she talked to her husband or talked to me or thought about things, she couldn't process them. She actually needed to write. And she wrote a couple of really wonderful personal essays about how she felt. And she said, I just needed them to process my emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that really kids can use writing to help process their emotions and that open-ended writing, if they can discover a love of kind of getting their ideas out on paper then they can use that as a tool for the rest of their lives if they yeah. need to if, if that's through a, a nightly journal so that they can process what happened during the day or the things that they're worried about mm-hmm. I, I kept a journal when I was pregnant and you know, because I was I had I was, anxieties I and was I was just I was, thinking about that yeah yeah and I wanted to write down the things I was worried about to have having this baby because i never had a baby and and and, and to think about
0: know. like you know how our oldest tends to process emotions I have mm-hmm. a feeling she's going to be Engaging in like the journaling and the diary. I think that's going to be a big thing for her. Yeah,
1: I I have a feeling because it's a really powerful way to make you kind of think about Think deeper about how you feel. And that's a big part of things in therapy, too, is to write stuff down and to really get that stuff out of your head and onto paper. So the earlier we can encourage our kids to have this free form writing time without expectations where they can put down what makes them happy or what they feel they need to say, the better.
0: Um, Next thing is to model writing yourself Um, to, uh, you know, demonstrate writing, you know, read stories or pieces that, you know, have been written by others that inspire you. Um, you know, read your favorite favorite things, like read your favorite short stories or mm-hmm. read books that you remember as a child that you really enjoyed. And you'll reread them and you'll, as an adult, you'll, you'll, you'll rethink the things that you, you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. done that a bunch of times where we like watch a, ch- a movie from our childhood and we go, wow, that was really bad. Like Ninja Turtles. Right. That did the, not hold up the, well. The original Ninja Turtles, we watched it and we were, you know, our kids loved it because it's whatever. It but terrible. we were watching it going, This is really bad.
1: (laughs) This is really our parents sat through this. Yeah, it's totally true. And if you have anything that you wrote as a child, I've you know we both have some things that are saved from when we were kids. Our our kids love to read the stuff that we did when we were kids. I I, I should read in my latest book. Yeah, let's not. No nightmares. Nightmares no. for kids. World War One zombie book. You know, that sounds fun. <laughs> so the next one is to, um, you know, to encourage creativity, right? So, emphasizing writing that um, is a way to express our thoughts and our feelings and our imagination, without worrying about that perfection. So, I think that's the important part of this. Without the perfection, and and encourage your kids to put whatever they're thinking or feeling down on paper. And that no one's going to read this. Yeah, it's right. just private. It's just for them. Encourage them to be silly, to write something scary or exciting yeah. or sad or, you know, whatever they want to write.
0: Well, you know, one of the f- funny things that I, I remember, um, I remember distinctly, I was in uh, 10th grade and I, I got, we got offered the opportunity in English class to analyze some type of work. And most people, you know, just chose random poetry and whatnot. But I chose a Pink Floyd song, Sheep. And I and I. and it's a long song. It's like 10 minutes long. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's a great song. And I, I was analyzing the lyrics of it. And I had to go and do some research on what, you know, what did it mean? And where did it come from? And I gave this, like, essentially this presentation about the importance of the song and everything. And my I knew my teacher was kind of like, he was like all over. He loved Pink Floyd. And he was like, he was the only one in there. He was like almost shaking. He's like, yeah, this is amazing. I love this. <laughs> Everybody else was snoozing. But I remember... Deep inside, I remember when I did that, I, I loved that music. I loved analyzing the song. Yeah. And it was something that was really engaging. And I went over and above what I would normally do. You know, mm-hmm. I tended to be like um a, a kid who, you know, I could go higher, but I never went higher. I kinda like stayed at like the B plus range. I mm-hmm. could go A, but I, I just didn't want to, type of thing. But sometimes I would get interest into something and I would get the A plus. Right. And and this was a good example of that where I got to engage in something and, and give a talk or write an essay or analyze a piece of work that was just something that was special to me. And I, and I, and I, I remember that very distinctly. And I remember my teacher saying, I, he goes, I was really impressed by, it seemed like you wanted to do this. Yeah. And I, and it does, I think it does prove the difference there.
1: Yeah. When you're really into something, it, it makes 100% of the difference.
0: Yeah. Especially when you're encouraging that creativity, it's just it's just, it's it's a whole nother level. When the spark takes off, it's yeah.
1: just wonderful. So the next thing too is to offer support. So this is where, you know, you've got kids who are worried about spelling and grammar. So provide assistance with that. If it's yeah. not a test on spelling, then help them out <laughs> so that <laughs> it doesn't dampen their love of writing well, because G- of Gini, spelling.
0: Jeannie talked about that, right? It's mm-hmm. like, if it's not... if. If it's not meant to be a grammar thing, don't let grammar hinder the activity.
1: Right, because then it's just going to stifle their ideas. They're exactly. going to hate writing, um, you know. And for younger kids who don't have the writing stamina, really consider scribing or mm-hmm. doing, you know, speech to text. And we're going to talk about that too in a future episode. Um, so you know, think about what you can do for your kids. Right now, we scribe for our daughter, and she comes up with these. Super elaborate stories. For she would
0: never be able to write those.
1: Never. She would never write that much. Um, and so I think that scribing is great for us. We type so quickly. It's like not that much of a chore. And I think that because she knows that there aren't any bounds, Her imagination just kind of runs away, which is awesome.
0: Um, Another idea maybe possibly for you is to celebrate effort. This is something that we're starting to get into. We're realizing with our oldest that she loves to accomplish things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she maybe gets a little bit of that from me, like being able to tick things off and saying I'm finished with something, even though she may not be 100% done with it. Maybe that's more of my, my flow. Um Yeah, that's a you thing. That's a me thing. That's
1: like 80% done. I'm done.
0: But she loves like we, we've we been doing the reading challenges this summer. She's been loving it. And that's really been pulling her reading up. And I can mm-hmm. almost imagine, you know, celebrating her writing efforts through a writing chart or writing, yeah. you know, you know, sequence of writing uh challenges that she may have. And then know producing something at the end that's you know tremendous for for what absolutely
1: i think it's one of those things where you know they they say when kids bring you art that you're not supposed to say oh that's beautiful because not (laughs) you know not everything is you know and you don't want to just praise 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 everything whatever they turn in is fabulous right because it's not authentic and
0: you, well, you don't love our four-year-olds uh, orange heads with the arms and the in the I legs do actually, yeah, I do actually
1: instead you're supposed to say you know I can see that you worked really hard on that I can yeah, see I, it's really
0: special to you You did a lot of hard work on that You
1: this. did a lot of hard work on that and I think that that's a it's a much better way to to praise and so for writing too.
0: praise the process
1: praise the process right i can see how much effort you put i can see i can see the progress i can see how how you've improved let's look at your writing let's go back to our our Mm -hmm. uh, records box and let's look at your writing from last year and let's see how much you have improved because wow look at your handwriting and look at how much longer it is and how much more detailed the ideas are and the words and you know really um not looking for perfection, but progress. We want to make sure that our kids are always making progress.
0: Absolutely. Um, next idea is creating a writing area, whether that is a you know a computer area if you have an older writer who's learning to type, or if you have a younger writer who's maybe starting to do journaling, or having a you know a simple notebooks or having notebooks everywhere and pencils everywhere mm-hmm. that any moment there's an idea that they can you know start to do something with with the notebook. Um, also modeling that with your with your learner as well. Like if you, you know, I, I tend to, in my backpack, I have actually a note, a notebook that I write in when I go to my meetings and stuff like that. I tend to not, you take notes on the computer. I like to handwrite the notes now. Um, if you're somebody who wants to just put a little note notebook in your pocket and just write things down and Mm -hmm. model that, um, you know, have your learner, uh, write down the shopping, you know, with the shopping list for the day and then have it cross it out during. during yeah, that's during always the really fun. That's always like ways to engage your your learner and actually in doing writing that is more practical. Right. Something that is a little bit more more of a day to day need, like you can actually just build that experience through whether it's technology or having the writing tools, or having like a writing space. Right.
1: Maybe it's a really comfortable beanbag chair or something exactly. they like yeah. to write in. Maybe they, you know, our da- I know our daughter's going to be one that she would totally be willing to do a journal when she gets a little oh, yeah. older. But if it's not an attractive, sparkly color- colored thing, she's not going to want anything to do with it. <laughs> she's so, going to have the one that has all the frills and the oh, pink. Totally. And, would, and the pink fuzz with, all over. Oh yeah. So it, you, you know, maybe your your child needs the right kind of um, the right kind of tools too. That the younger they are, they need need uh, the bulkier pencils, like the My First Ticonderogas, you can even get the the triangle shaped pencils. Maybe they need the like pencil grip things to help them. You want to just reduce material barriers to writing, that there's paper available and whatever implements they need, that the space is inviting. Make sure that, you know, you're easing that path to writing.
0: Absolutely. Next thing is technology. You know, uh, last Thursday, we talked about speech to text. Um, we're going to be talking about text-to-speech, using technology to help ease the way, ease the composition, ease the thought, you know, producing the 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 thinking, the the, the actual act of writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the best things about the Jeannie's interview, and if you haven't had a chance, go back and check that interview out. Um, she really kind of dispelled the idea in my mind that writing is a writing act. Like, like a, 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 write, hand-writing a handwriting Handwriting or yeah. a typing thing. And she really helped me understand that it's more than just the act of writing. It's the act of thinking mm-hmm. um, because writing is an act, writing is a physical act of thinking, um, and organizing thoughts and putting that in, you know, have it's cultivating a mindset. Yeah.
1: Recording what's coming out of your brain. Exactly. Right?
0: And, and I never really had that two things connect and she was really, really helped me understand that. And I, at least with respect to, you know, how I'm going to work with my daughters and helping cultivate their love of writing, um, you know, they see me writing you know, periodically and they'll see me doing some writing sprints or something like that and they don't bother me and stuff. So maybe they'll model that. But I, I really – having the idea of divorcing the idea of handwriting and – or typing and and seeing that it's more than just that.
1: Right. Handwriting practice is its own, its own deal. Yep. Just like spelling is its own time and isn't – because otherwise – you might be taking these these things that are real chores and, yeah. you know, hindering their their ability to you know, get their thoughts out on paper.
0: Um, next one is making writing social, um, you know, engaging writing, you know, whether it's um, sharing letters with your grandparents or, you mm-hmm. know, writing a blog or something when they get older or um Writing uh, competitively, you know, if they're like submitting, you know, things to journals or writing in tandem with other writers. Like if they want to do like a poetry corner and they're working together. Oh, that could be fun. Or write a
1: short story and then, you know, read it to grandma or whatever. I mean, that could be it could be just a really small stuff.
0: And you can scale that. Depending on where your learner is, like if they're older, maybe they can go to a critique group. If they're younger, they're writing stuff to grandma, right? Right. Whatever it might be, you can scale that along wherever your learner is.
1: Right. Our daughter loves to read her stuff to the grandparents. That's like her favorite audience. And that's another group to coach, too, about how to give that constructive praise that, you know, helps them and not say, oh, that's perfect. Oh, it's the best thing I've ever heard, you know, (laughs) but is real and authentic. Like, wow, you put a lot of effort into that. You know, I'm, you know, I can see how important that was, too.
0: Yeah. Um, Encouraging reading, I think, is another one. And then this is a huge one. Just
1: I mean, getting getting Good readers make good writers mm-hmm. and if they love reading and they fall in love with hearing stories then it's a lot easier to take that leap to want to tell stories.
0: Exactly. And then also if they are interested as your as your learner gets a little bit older if they're interested in a certain type of you know writing medium whether it's an essay form or reading mm-hmm. the news and they're into journalism or they're into poetry and analyzing songs or if they want to write short stories and fan fiction whatever it might be bring that type of content into your homeschool right and encourage that to be a piece of what you do on a daily basis mm-hmm. you know it's like okay well if your son or daughter likes to write poems you're going to have to do a lot more poetry you know reading and analyzing and watching videos on how to analyze poetry, or you know, learning about different aspects of poetry.
1: And Maybe not just... take them to a poetry reading.
0: Exactly, and 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 teaching you know the various structures of poetry, and understanding that it's more than just putting your emotions down on the paper. That there is, uh, you know, there's scaffolding there that that authors who are or poets who are composing things are actually you know, doing things very, in a very deliberate manner, or they're using a certain type of style or whatever it might be that there's more to just, you know, writing what you think in your mind and giving a little bit more weight to it. Like it's not Mm -hmm. just driving a car, but learning how to change the oil as well. I think the last thing that we, we want to push is to start small. And that's true about everything. I think Jeannie had a really good point in the interview that we had last week where she said, you know, writing starts before they can write. Right. And that's so true. And and it's funny how we were, we were kind of asking her all these questions because we were thinking about, okay, in the next couple of years, we're going to have to be doing homeschool curriculums for writing and all this stuff. And right off the bat, she like, cut my legs off and i'm like sitting there in a pile of goo and i'm just like i didn't even think about right that you know good writing starts when she was four years old
1: right the moment they started playing imaginative games that's exactly. when good writing started i think i think that was just a really insightful part of Jeannie's interview the one other thing from Jeannie's interview that i think was really impactful to me that i think should go on this list is the idea of free writing uh so you know we talked about like you don't have to worry about the spelling and grammar right away when they're young you don't want to stifle their writing well eventually right the spelling and grammar is important and it it does need to get corrected when they're you know they're they're going to go forward with writing right we want them to be successful you know college students successful adults and so she said rather than you know limit herself or her kids she did this with all her kids so um just let them free write, mm-hmm. write whatever comes into their mind without it needing to follow a certain structure, without worrying about spelling, without worrying about grammar, just get all those ideas out on paper <laughs> and then go back and revise and Clean up organization and clean up spelling and grammar, and you know, really tighten that up. And in the process, one they've gotten their ideas out right mm-hmm. without without getting stumbled, stumbling over grammar, stumbling over organization. Oh, I shouldn't put that here. That should be in the first paragraph because that was the introduction. I shouldn't do it here. You know, instead they just they got everything out there, and then you're also showing them the value of the revision process. Exactly. So I think that that free writing is a, a really good note, and I need to remember that it's not as quite as applicable for the really young ones, but definitely for those, you know, fifth, sixth graders that you've got that are really reluctant to write, just get it all out there first.
0: Well, and also uh, another thing that, you know, kind of came in, in into my mind as you were talking about that is, you know, when I'm coaching basketball, when the type of feedback that I'm giving as like a mentor and as a coach is different based on the, where I am with that player. Like if I'm in practice I'm correcting more because we are practicing and we are in a practicing mindset and we are trying to improve ourselves. If we're in the game, I'm trying to get them to to do a couple things that I know are going to improve the way they're playing. And I'm keeping it very small and I'm just saying the same thing over and over. And I'm trying to encourage them to do that one or two things. I'm trying to strip away a lot of the fear. You get like a player who starts to shut down um, because they don't know what's going on and they don't know what to do and whatnot. Instead, I just go, okay, listen, you just have to stay with your player. I don't care if it's offense or defense, forget about everything else, just do those things. And so like the way I critique is different in different situations. And Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to apply here as I'm starting to teach writing is that depending on where I am, where, where the learner is, whether they're writing a, you know, whether in the act of writing or in the act of planning, or when we're in critiquing and revising, or if I'm encouraging, I'm using different tactics and tools and a lot of these different ideas that I can imagine seeing these ideas. I'm having to use them in different situations right. and apply them at the right time. And it doesn't mean if I apply the wrong one at the ro- wrong time, it's going to fail and everything. The wheels will fall off. Yeah. But you know, I am. I need to be thoughtful in that in that respect, like I am on the basketball court. Um, about where, you know, having to manage eight kids mm-hmm. and all the eight emotions and the fact that there's 50 parents and grandparents and everyone yeah. here and there's there's another 50 opponents and there's another eight kids on the other side of the court and everything. And everybody has all these emotions and we're having to manage all these things. And really thinking about how you want to apply these tools and the tricks and finding the little problems and managing the little problems. And it, it I see a lot of... an analogous behavior or uh, mm-hmm. actions that I'm going to have to do with, with the way I have to coach on the basketball court. And well,
1: right. And, and as a parent educator, you are a coach yeah, and, and, in, and in you are respect, kind yeah. of like looking at this is the situation now. So I've got a student who is having this specific struggle. I've asked them to write a poem and they're shutting down. Okay. You yep. know what? We're going to go and read a ton of poems and exactly. give you lots of ideas. And then you just write whatever comes to your mind and you know, then we'll go back and revise it, whatever it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, these are all just some ideas. These are some common problems you might see and just mm-hmm. some thoughts, some things to try, some tools in your tool belt. And maybe you come across and be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll trust." Yeah, go ahead and write that comic book. That sounds great. You want to write a and d world or the perfect description of a care of the character you want to build in your video game? Okay,
0: great. Let's do it. And yeah. What do you need from me in order to do that? Yeah, right please, exactly yeah, let's 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 plan it out and think about it, and let's let's execute yeah there's so many there's so many creative ways it's kind of funny like we my mindset going into this whole thing was I just need to find the good curriculum, and now I'm starting to think. It just like it opened up the door, and there's so many opportunities right. that it almost feels limitless. Not and,
1: that it, maybe a writing curriculum is the right answer for it, some folks, and it, it might be the right answer for us in the future. And
0: it might, or it might be a piece of what we need right. to do. Right, and it's not it's not the totality of what we're doing, but it might be a, a piece. Like, oh, we need a writing curriculum, and we need a reading curriculum. Um, but also, my daughter can read any book that she wants to read. Right. And yeah. And we don't have to be limited to just that
1: right exactly
0: well this was great i think this was a good episode mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it um we- Please feel free to start any threads you want on our Facebook group. Um, yeah, we want to really try to engage everybody this this um, this month as we kind of like talk about different writing ideas and writing topics. We're going to be doing little short bites. We know we this had the is one near last... and
1: dear to Matt's heart. Well, you know
0: it is. You know it's something that that I've taken up. You Love to write. Well, it's something that I've kind of come into over in the last eight years or so since I've been a stay at home dad. It's been something I've always wanted to do, um, and I now that I have the time. Well. I don't have any time to do it now, but <laughs> but um, it, it's it was something that I kind of engaged in. And it was fun and and kind of reinvigorating my love for books that I had when I was younger that I kind of lost through school mm-hmm. that I've refound here later in my life. Um, it's become an important thing for me. So I have I have a lot of feels in that region yeah. around that. So it it is an important thing for me. But I'm I gotta have to make sure I balance my emotions. It's you know my kids may not want to write. Yeah, maybe not be their thing, you know. Right, right, right. I have to, I have to, I have to kind of protect myself on that one. But I, I have a feeling that at least our oldest will. I think she's going to be into the creative side. She's yeah, I going think to she's like going that. to
1: be into the emotion processing, writing. I yeah. just, I have a feeling a- analyzing Tay-Tay
0: songs. She and has stuff,
1: a you know. lot of, a lot of big feelings and a lot of thoughts. And I think once she feels comfortable getting them, being able to read well enough and write well enough yeah. to get them down, I'm sure, she's going to use that. So, Absolutely. yeah, we hope this is helpful for you and your learners, and definitely. Um, start a discussion if you're encountering some other writing challenge or you have some other thoughts you know let's all you know contribute to this community and make it the best thing we can thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey please engage with us on social media join our homeschool together podcast group on facebook and find us at homeschool together podcast on instagram we'd love to hear your feedback questions and recommendations Until next time.
0: Happy homeschooling.